Chicago Bears fans are deluding themselves into thinking they have something they don't. Into thinking they have something the Green Bay Packers do, which is a franchise quarterback. Let's talk about it on today's Scani Six Pack Podcast. Thank you for listening and starting your day with your one-stop shop for all things Wisconsin sports. I am your host, Kedrick Summers. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at Kedrick Summers and follow the podcast at Scani Six Pack to get the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. You can also head to scani6pack.substack.com to describe to to subscribe to our newsletter. I want to talk about the Chicago Bears and their quarterback situation because let me be clear. I am a Green Bay Packers fan. I like seeing Chicago Bears fans trick themselves into thinking they have something they don't. But it just pains me in a way to watch them pull the wool over their own eyes. So let's talk about the Justin Fields question again on this podcast, um, <laughs> which is going to do no good for my reputation that I earned uh, on Sunday nights when I had a, a, a Bears fan in my mentions say that I had tweeted so many times about the Bears in the past hour. Why don't I become a uh, a Bears beat writer? Uh, to which I said, no, because uh, I hear the pay in the postseason is better. I thought that was a little clever, but I'm doing myself no favors uh, against the accusations nonetheless. But let's let's put it nicely here to, to have this conversation where if... Uh, okay, if you're watching on YouTube, that was a little more obvious where I had to cut out for a second there. Um, recording in a little bit of a rowdy house right now uh, in South Texas. But let's examine the Chicago Bears quarterback situation because I think it, it is it is of interest for Packers fans because it is going to affect the arc of the Packers next five years against uh, the Chicago Bears. But maybe it won't affect uh, that future because as... Green Bay prepares to play in week 18 to win a playoff spot against the Chicago Bears. The Packers have won nine straight games against Chicago. The last time Chicago beat Green Bay was in 2018 when Chicago eliminated Green Bay's playoff chances back in week 15. Since then, uh, Aaron Rodgers won a couple of back-to-back MVPs, drafted Jordan Love, he has become the franchise quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. And this season, in his first year as a starting quarterback in the National Football League, Jordan Love has thrown 30 touchdown passes and has thrown for 3,843 yards, both marks which would be season records in what I am told is the 103-year-old historic Chicago Bears great franchise, as I am told that it is a great franchise, despite... Jordan Love already smashing Chicago Bears passing records. Well, Jordan Love has been setting records <laughs> if he were playing in a Chicago Bears uniform. The Bears still have a bottom 10 passing offense with their guy, Justin Fields. And what confuses me most about this is, okay, that's fine. We're going to say Justin Fields has just had some some time to develop. He, he is one year behind 
Jordan Love in terms of when Fields and Love were drafted. Uh, the Packers, instead of picking up Jordan Love's fifth-year option in the last offseason, signed him to a two-year bridge deal contract extension. The Bears have to choose whether or not to pick up Justin Fields' fifth-year option this offseason. Let's, let's say that Justin Fields is coming into form now which would be around the time we assume that Jordan Love would be, even though he wasn't playing at this point in his career last year. But, you know, next season is going to be Justin Fields, you know, season into the league as Jordan Love has had it. Although Jordan Love has had a lot less playing time in the NFL than Justin Fields. Take it or leave it. But what confuses me the most is that I am being told that if we just say, take Justin Fields as he is now, as he is now, he is playing his best football. I have seen a lot of people, people I like, people I respect, people I have fun with, tell me that Justin Fields just played his best game as a professional in Week 17 because the Chicago Bears put up more points on the Atlanta Falcons defense than any team has all season. They've been saying Justin Fields has looked better lately. He's playing his best ever ball. Just wait until he takes on the Green Bay Packers. We'll show you then, and we're going to have more on that Green Bay Packers-Chicago Bears matchup uh, with a very special guest friend of the podcast. Uh, I've actually already recorded that episode. That's going to be coming up this week. So let's take Justin Fields' best ever game as a professional. Well, first, compare that to Jordan Love last week. Fields' numbers looked simply pedestrian, um, even though that may have not been Justin, or sorry, Jordan Love's best game of his career last week in Week 17 against the Vikings. If Justin Fields' best game is a pro, he had an adjusted expected points added per play of 0.137, which is 13% worse than Jordan Love's mark over the course of the season. So Justin Fields' best work, 13% worse than the average arc of Jordan Love. Okay. If you drop Fields' best game of his career into the league this season by EPA per play, who do you think he is? have a name it's matt stafford who has the exact same adjusted epa per play justin field's best work as a passer equates him to 2023 version of matthew stafford which is a fine quarterback but i don't think one that's going to win you a super bowl right now one that matt stafford is on a team that even though it has playoff implications right now they are resting matt stafford in in week 18 very strange. In Justin Fields' best career game, as I am told he just had, he had a 37.5% success rate. Success rate being, you know, are you keeping up down to down with where you need to be to keep getting first downs? Uh, it's basically, you, you get half as many yards as you need to get to the first down on first and second down on each of those. And then on third down, you convert. On fourth down, you convert. 37.5% success rate in his best career game. If you drop that number into the league this season, Fields actually falls in success rate from 31st in the league, where he currently sits, to 33rd in the league, only ahead of our uh, our friend, as they put it on Snap the Pigskin, Danny DeVito in the New York Giants. It's overwhelmingly clear to me that Fields at his peak, at his peak as this game supposedly is, at his peak, Justin Fields is nothing more than an average quarterback. And I don't believe that you can win a Super Bowl in the National Football League with an average quarterback. You need to be at least above average. And in this game, you, you, you have 
Jordan Love, who has been this upcoming game, you have Jordan Love, who's quarterbacking an offense that has been the second best in the league um, over the last few weeks by by EPA per play. It, it, it is just interesting to me, just interesting to me that, that you can just juxtapose these two things. But let's say this one game is not fair. It's just one data point. Maybe the EPA numbers and success rate numbers are just weird considering the the circumstances of the game. If you watch the game itself and how how the scenario played out, how the game script played out. Instead, let's take Justin Fields' last five games into account, which is apparently, as I am told, where Justin Fields has been showing much improvement. Keep in mind, Justin Fields has not thrown multiple touchdowns in any of those five games. Justin Fields, in fact, has not thrown multiple touchdowns in a game since October. Not late October. Justin Fields has not thrown multiple touchdown passes in a game since October 5th. That is week five. Regardless, in these last five games by the advanced numbers, Justin Fields is still a bottom half quarterback in the league by EPA per play. He's also 29th in success rate. That's not good. That's not good. Part of the reason Justin Fields always looks bad in these metrics is because he has one glaring flaw, one that he has not fixed. And that is the number of sacks that he takes. And we talked about it in that week one preview with Sam Jamini, uh, our, our friend of the pod over at Snap the Pigskin. We talked about his sack issues last season, Justin Fields' sack issues last season. And that's part of the reason he looks really bad in these advanced metrics. And it's part of the reason it, the Chicago Bears passing offense, the Chicago Bears offense, is just not that good when Justin Fields is its quarterback. Justin Fields had an absurd sack rate last season. Uh, he, he was sacked more than 32 other starting quarterbacks per drop back in the NFL last season. Even though this, the NFL has only 32 starting quarterbacks, Justin Fields ranked 33rd in the league by sack rate. He's improved this season by five percentage points. From, 14, from getting sacked on 14.7% of his dropbacks all the way up to only 9.9% of his dropbacks. That's a huge improvement. You know, 14.7 to 9.9, that's about a third, five, almost 5% improvement. Must be a massive jump up there, right? No. That jumps him all the way up to 30th in the league in sack rate compared to 33 last season. That's how historically bad Justin Fields was at getting sacked last season. It's an improvement by five percentage points. It is, on its own, a huge improvement. But given the context, you can't give Justin Fields credit from improving from historically awful to just still really bad. If you take a five percentage point improvement on Justin Fields' sack rate now, for example, that takes him all the way up from 30th to 4th in the league. Which is where Jordan Love sits now, serendipitously. It's just abysmal how much he can buy the numbers, improve at getting sacked, and still be so bad at it because he was so bad at it to begin with and is still so bad at it now. That is the ultimate fatal flaw of Justin Fields, I, I think. You, you can't, for how dynamic he might be as a runner, you cannot have a quarterback who at any given moment, how it, in one of 10 plays, 
in nearly one in 10 plays. And think about how often offenses need to put a 10-play drive together to score a touchdown. And those sacks are drive killers. It is impossible, near impossible, to put together a top 10 offense in the league with a quarterback who is going to get sacked that often. It's just math. I don't get this. I don't I don't get it. Where Bears fans just so desperately want Justin Fields to be the guy. And I think if only because they just so desperately need anyone to be the guy. And so seeing flashes from Justin Fields, flashes of ability to be the guy has put this 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 stranglehold on Bears fans to th- to believe if we let this get away, this opportunity, these flashes get away, we'll never find it. And I get it, but it has led to excuse-making for Fields that I just find unacceptable. Fields wasn't good in year one, according to Bears fans, because Matt Nagy was still the head coach. He wasn't good in year two because Justin Fields didn't have any help. He didn't have any good offensive weapons. The offensive line was bad. There were no pass catchers. Yada, yada, yada. Having no help is the exact excuse Green Bay Packers fans in an alternate universe could be making about Jordan Love right now. Good quarterbacks make it work. That was what Aaron Rodgers said all along. Jordan Love right now has the youngest crop of pass catchers in the modern history of the National Football League and is still doing. And the one guy Jordan Love was supposed to have in Christian Watson, who was supposed to be like the one reliable great wide receiver, great pass catcher to still go to, has been in and out of the lineup all season. Plus, the other side of the offense, the running game, has been stop and go all season with Jordan, or sorry, with Aaron Jones in and out of the lineup. Plus, the defense stinks. But yeah, Justin Fields in year two, his problem was that he didn't have any help. No quarterback could ever make that kind of situation work where your defense stinks, you don't have a real run game, and you don't have any good pass catchers. No one, no one could overcome all those odds. Not even Jordan Love. So now in year three, after year one was Matt Nagy's fault, year two was no help fault. In year three, is it Justin Fields' fault? If you ask a lot of Bears fans, they say it's offensive coordinator Luke Getze's fault. Of course, of course. Maybe, maybe, just problem. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, just maybe. The problem is actually Justin Fields. Even if I'm wrong, even if, look, Getsy is the problem. Justin Fields has only shown you that he's about average. This is a perfect opportunity for the Bears to move on. You have the number one overall pick. You have what is supposed to be a can't-miss number one prospect in the draft. Take him. Clean house in the coaching staff. Whatever you have to do. Get all the new new toys. Make it better. Because this Bears roster doesn't stink. I think the only thing about this is that the Bears can't get this wrong. It, It will torture their fans. And I don't know what the right answer is. 
But based on the history of the Chicago Bears, I am confident they will end up making the wrong decision because that seems to be their karmic destiny. Um, and that's going to do it for this brief episode um, of the Scotty Six Pack Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening to me rant about why I think Justin Fields is still bad and I do not understand why people think the Bears have a difficult decision to make here. I think the choice is easy. I think you have not seen enough from Justin Fields to justify moving this along. It's time. He's had three years to figure it out, and he hasn't. Good luck. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Scotty Six Pack Podcast. You can find it on any of your podcast platforms of choice or YouTube. Wherever you are, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, comment, review, leave five stars, helps others find the show, helps us do really, really good work. As I mentioned, we're going to have a great episode breaking down uh, this upcoming Bears-Packers game. I already recorded that episode with a very special guest that I am excited to bring on to the podcast. That will be in your feed, I believe, Saturday morning, actually. Um, I'm going to try to give you some thoughts on the Wisconsin basketball team tomorrow. They play Nebraska on Saturday and are 2-0 in the Big Ten so far. Uh, really, really, really good stuff. Yeah, stay tuned. Talk to you later.